0: Nanotechnology is all around us and can encompass a lot of different definitions. Generally speaking, nanotechnology is looking at one dimension of an item, whether it be a coating or a particle, that is less than 100 nanometers. And so what P2i deals with is very much nanocoatings, whereas other people will talk about nanoparticles. And the whole idea is to try and show better and improved properties by going to the nanoscale, as opposed to having a large amount of the material. Well, for particles, I mean, you could use these in a whole variety of things, from the food and beverage industry, to computing, uh, to paints. And what these properties can convey is things of extreme colour, or conductivity, or magnetism or ability to load more memory into something. So there really is a very wide range of possibilities with nanotechnology. It, It can do. I mean, people talk about nanowires that they can then weave into garments that can conduct electricity or certain impulses. And this kind of technology can then be embedded into clothing, as you say, or to other things like furniture in order to allow signals to be processed to improve daily life or increase communication. Well originally I did a degree in chemistry and then followed up with a research project PhD in chemistry and uh, in surface science and that was actually sponsored by the UK Ministry of Defence. They were very interested in providing protective coatings to military garments to protect the soldier not just from environmental threats like rainwater but also chemical nasties like nerve agents, mustard, which are often referred to as gases but are in fact liquids with a substantial vapour pressure. So my particular project was to design a process that could be applied to the end garment to provide protection against these threats. Well for military, I mean, we looked at things from clothing so we've actually sold a system to the UK Ministry of Defence to process clothing, so they can be protected against these threats. Also it can be applied to hardware, um, sort of computers and technology that the soldier needs to take around with him. Often these are man-mountable, they're becoming ever more lightweight, so they're becoming more vulnerable, and so they need to be protected against these harsh threats. It can do, but I think things often start out that way because people are unsure of its true potential. So they don't want to box it up in a specific area from the outset. And so they make these very large generalizations, which then get narrowed down. But a lot of people may not get familiar with the narrowing down, and so very much see it at a high level. And I think if that high level stays for a long period of time, then it, um, it seems as though it's more of a threat than something that will actually happen. Yeah, this is another form of nanotechnology where we're looking at nanoparticles and clusters of atoms, which are showing enhanced properties at the nanoscale. So quite different to nanocoatings, but it just shows the true potential of, of nanotechnology. Yeah, I think a lot of these things don't progress on their own merits. They need other technologies to advance as well. So um, things like um, lithography and data processing, and a whole range of other sciences need to progress to allow people to make these smaller and smaller tracks to transmit data. And every now and again you hit a a certain milestone where you need a step change improvement, like a a revolutionary step rather than an evolutionary step, in order to take you to the next level. So it can be very hard to predict those things. Yeah, I think the interdisciplinary side is very important. I think a lot of people will admit that there's very small true inventions but people taking inventive steps from different areas and combining them together to get something novel in that area. I think um, certainly data processing and detection uh, are key things. You know as people get to smaller and smaller line widths for transmitting data then obviously being able to see that and create it. So to actually be able to grab these particular particles and get them to assemble correctly yeah. um, is going to be a, a big challenge. Well, I think at the moment we're already seeing nanotechnology, whether it's a technology like Iridian which is protecting the devices. And we've now processed over seven million uh, consumer electronic devices, from hearing aids to mobile phones. But also people using it in the screens, in the battery power, in the communication in the chips within the device. So I think at this moment in time it's used throughout. What they're trying to do is to make it ever smaller. Uh, people are looking for more weight technology. It needs to be man-mountable. Um, as you know with things like the mobile phone, it's not just about making a call anymore. It's about data storage, it's about photos, it's about social networking. As near-field communications takes off, people will use their phone to make cash payments whether it's on the underground or in a news agent and so not only is this device becoming ever more vulnerable it's becoming ever more valuable and so there's a need to provide this protective technology to it. Definitely yeah I mean I'm not sure how progressive it is at the moment but the ability to put something intelligent into somebody's veins that can travel around the body assessing things making not just measurements but also decisions on what to do is becoming ever more real i'm not sure on the the level of progress at the moment but yeah as you shrink something down then you can you know proliferate it throughout a body quite easily yeah that that question will always come up as anything gets closer to integrating with the with the human body and potentially manipulating it without people being aware of it and i think that's something that's um obviously different from country to country depending on the cultures of people and also the level of the education and understanding of it. But it's also a, a state of necessity as well in that if, if that's what's required to fix a particular disease or cure an injury then people are more likely to do it if, um, if they're suffering from it. So there's a lot of different um, pressures on it I think.